studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California. This is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you here, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and, of course, our prayer intercessor, the faithful and inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as well. And uh, once again... The doctor is in, yes, and uh, happy to Dr. Be here. Jim Henman <laughs> with us. And you know when we when we have these times with you, Jim, the time just goes, you know, it just Zooms flies by, by and mm-hmm. and just too fast. So uh, we're we're happy to have you back, mm-hmm. and uh, going to be picking up uh, on some things that we talked about. You know, a week I was talking to Elaine um, in coming in today, and I really encourage the listeners out there if they have questions that are being stimulated by yes. some of your conversations. Um, to 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 let you know, email and us because or call yeah, us because or... they can you can ask their questions for them, mm-hmm. and 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 they can, in a sense, get some free consultation. There you go. Absolutely. If you'd like to email us, it's really simple: lighthouse live at earthlink net. Lighthouse live at earthlink net. And you can always call us, and you can talk to the Angel of Mercy because they don't allow me to answer the phones around here. You know, scary. wise decision. Wise decision. Two zero nine five four four nine five seven one two zero nine five four four nine five seven one. And of course, uh, the website uh, with uh, new opportunities to serve there uh, every day is uh, vibrantcommunities.org, www.vibrantcommunities.org. And before we go on, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. It's 111 A.D. Before he's thrown to the lions... Ignatius prays, Father, make us more like Jesus. Help us bear difficulty, pain, disappointment, and sorrow, knowing that in your perfect working and design, you can use such bitter experiences to mold our characters and make us more like our Lord. We look with hope to the day when we will be completely like Christ because we will see him as he is. History doesn't tell us who Ignatius is talking about when he uses the terms us and we, but I think he's talking about me and you. Father, make us more like Jesus, should be our daily prayer. For the latest news from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.net. And back with you here on Lighthouse Live, and we're going to pick up that theme in just a minute. Uh, What a wonderful way to start this broadcast Mm -hmm. off. We're talking about Ignatius and becoming more like Christ. Boy, that is almost like we planned it that way. What's so funny is that in, in becoming more like Christ, the only way that that can really be done 
successfully is to make more room for Christ in us. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we become more like Christ because he, in fact, takes in dwelling and and as he takes in more room, as he's allowed the steering wheel, we do become like him because mm-hmm. he is himself in us. And a- after uh, our, our little break here, we want to visit with Brad Dacus in just a second. But let, let's uh, let's start thinking about the process of becoming more like Christ and what that involves, uh, because I think in in our in our religiosity, uh, we've made it something it isn't. Absolutely, we, we, we've made it a glitzy performance, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. feel good, and you know. But let's unwrap that in just a second. Right now, let's check in with Brad Dacus in the Pacific Justice Institute. It's time for the Legal Edge: a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. An obscure 20th century spiritual philosophy, basically a religion, is having a resurgency in academia. Known as anthroposophy, it attempts to find truth through inner discovery. The problem is that a federal judge in Sacramento has ruled that teaching this religion in public schools at taxpayer expense is just fine. PGI is joining an appeal of this decision to ensure that new or novel religions are not promoted in public education while mainstream religions, especially Christianity, are shut out. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. Was that word anthroposophy? I'm dyslexic. <laughs> and ADD. Well, in that case, Elaine, play the do, tape do backwards. A replay, yeah. yes. <laughs> Say it backwards and spell it. Of course, we don't do tape anymore, do no, we? we don't. You know, uh, Jim, I was just thinking the other day, and, and Elaine, you know, when we first started the Lighthouse Live broadcast, we were literally using razor blades uh-huh. and tape I remember to edit days. things. Now, usually the broadcast goes out unedited, you know, uh, unless we have a, a major malfunction here, you know, it, it goes <laughs> off uh, unedited. Why did he look at me when he said no, that? No, I <laughs> <laughs> You stop that. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and then we went to mini discs. In mm-hmm. fact, we still use mini discs for, uh, for, for uh, backup. But then, then it was editing on mini disc, and that was really cool. It was digital, but it, it took a long time. And, and then, of course, editing with computers. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, you yeah, look how far we've come in such a technologically, in such mm-hmm. a compressed amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing just in the lifetime of this particular mm-hmm. broadcast mm-hmm. To, to, to see uh, how technology has Isn't just blossomed. Isn't it interesting blossomed. that technology, which absolutely was predicted 2,000 years ago, would make us to where we can't trust what we see and hear? Isn't that Because true? technology now can present anything and you don't know if it's true or not right was it spliced in was it uh was it live or was it memorex remember that and yet who gives us all of this knowledge Mm -hmm. to have all of this Mm -hmm. an omniscient omnipotent Mm -hmm. god see without wisdom knowledge is dangerous Mm. Mm. and the trouble is our society worships knowledge 
and doesn't appreciate wisdom. Yes. And doesn't that, appreciate that. the knowledge giver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, we were, uh, actually, we weren't. The Voice of the Martyrs was talking about Ignatius mm-hmm. many, many uh, hundreds of, of years ago. And uh, at, at his time of being executed for his faith, talking mm-hmm. about the want to become more like Christ. Mm-hmm. and uh, But that is a heady thing. Isn't it? I, 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 sometimes I... Unfortunately, and, and you said it perfectly, Mike, it's a head-y thing. Mm-hmm. And yet he puts his message on our heart. Mm-hmm. 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 When it's a head-y thing, we're off track. Mm. When it's intellectual. When it's intellectual. Yeah. When it's performance. Yes. When it's, I want to be, I do want to be, I want to be like my big brother, because my big brother is so cool. Mm-hmm. Jesus treats me in a way that, and my mom gave me grace growing up, but as no one has ever, ever mm-hmm. loved me mm-hmm. the way he has. It's natural to want to be that way toward others because he's given it to me. I want to give it back out to others. It's not a heady thing. It's a humble thing. Mm. It's that grateful humility. It's that openness to learning and growing, to make more room for him in us. That's what makes it possible. That's what makes it possible. It's in our headiness (laughs) that we get it, as you say, screwed up. Yeah, get get roadblocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And doesn't Scripture give us a sense of what's involved in that process. I, I think of, of James letting us know that there are going to be trials and tribulations mm-hmm. and, and Paul letting us know that there's going to be action. Like I, cause I love James. Action. Remember Thank James you, stole yes. my name. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> or we got a bone to pick with him one of these days, <laughs> you know, but it was action. He made the distinction yes. between works, yes. which are not how you can be saved. But if you don't put the faith into action, it withers. It's dead. Yeah. It's decaying. It's got to be. It's got to be alive, which means motion, not performance. Motion. It's like we're in the last show about depression. Mm, yes. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's when that motion gets stunted, gets blocked, that depression and the physiology of depression that comes with it becomes more and more overwhelming. You know, these performance standards that we set up for ourselves, uh, um, I opened here to Galatians 6, uh, verse 9, 10. Paul says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. If you unpack that a little bit, there is no instantaneous reward Mm-mm. Mm-mm. for doing good in God's economy. Well, actually, again, here's the irony. When you think of good as, you know, quote, something good's going to happen. Yes, right. Uh, right. You're right. right. But when you are actually allowing him through you in the present moment, and you've got your lantern shining and, and you're giving value to you and to others there's an instantaneous reward 
of experiencing experiencing him living through us. And Jim, that is instantaneous. I think this brings up another thing that especially those involved in ministry Mm -hmm. efforts get wrapped around the axle over. Boy, that was a bad grammatical thing, (laughs) wasn't it? (laughs) Man. Anyway, you understand where I was going with that. Um, the, the, the performance issues can, can overwhelm us. And what they do really is, is choke out the process that, that God has for us right. of being a, our, our measuring stick that we often use, the, the ruler, if you want to call mm-hmm. it, the ruler, the measuring device that we use is often numerical because we understand numbers in our right. culture. Mm-hmm. And we apply that to whether you're doing a good job in your ministry effort. And I've come to believe that is that is not even near the way it's God dangerous. looks at it. It's the opposite. He will leave the whole flock to get one lost sheep. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it throws the numbers thing out of whack if you look at God. Well if we think of think of the uh in Hebrews mm-hmm. the the Heroes of the faith, the Hall of Famers in, 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 the, in the faith kingdom. Um, basically, they never saw, quote, the outcome of, of their efforts. Because in God's economy, what we're doing today, we may not see visually the harvest of that for 25 years, another generation, maybe a hundred, maybe a millennia later. Uh, but in God's economy, we have done our job. We we answered the call. We we did what, and and in in the process of doing what we we believe He wants us to do, it is what's happening inside of us mm-hmm. that is that is the amazing thing that right. happens. That's isn't the it? miracle. That's the miracle. I had a had a woman um, give me a call. I had seen her about thirty years before. I'd seen her for six, nine months dealing with some very difficult issues. And she had stopped. She was doing a little bit better and needed to stop. She called me up and said, you know something? It's not working. For 30 years, (laughs) I've been having conversations with you, and it's helped. It's not working. I think I need an oil and lube. (laughs) Oh, my. 30 years. Wow. That she had continued yeah, is that right? to, and I'm just a visual symbol mm-hmm. of, the, of the pool of nuggets and wisdom that were shared. Mm-hmm. But because I'm a symbol of relationship, I'm a, a human being, there was a relational quality. She was able to experience those nuggets in a relational way over the years. She had conversations in her head with me, and I'm very predictable. <laughs> I'm so predictable. And she <laughs> would just tap into those nuggets, and they'd get her through. That's 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 God working through me. That's God working. Those all the free audio downloads from the website, yes, the yes, Care yes. Website, oh, God. Yes. I've listened to those. Some of those uh, audios are over twenty years old. Mm. I could not have given a talk that twenty years later I would say I wouldn't change a thing. I couldn't do that. And yet every one of those, I wouldn't change a thing because I know it's even the mistakes and there were mistakes in it. I mean, you know, I 
say the wrong word or gap and go blank like I do in here. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have changed any of those because they were the perfect moment to be awkward and clumsy to illustrate that God can use us in our awkward clumsiness. Amen. Amen. He'll use anything for good. And that's such a good point. We do hope that our friends take the opportunity to listen to those free downloads on your website. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely fabulous website. Can you give us that again, Jim? stands for Changing Attitudes in Recovery, C-A-I-R-F-O-R-Y-O-U, for you, dot com. Mm-hmm. careforyou.com and again that's C-A-I-R as in changing attitudes in, in recovery mm-hmm. and so th- there's just a wealth of mm-hmm. nuggets free, yeah. God's free wisdom stuff. is yeah. free my yeah. time is expensive as I think any professional says mm-hmm. but his wisdom is free mm-hmm. his Absolutely. wisdom is free Amen. just getting warmed up here with Dr. Jim Hinman the doctor is in and if you've just tuned in we're so happy that you have we appreciate you uh, as well, and getting back to uh, your little comment that uh, uh, James and the book of James stole your name, I brings a question that I had uh, to mind, Jim. What question will you have for uh, for God, or maybe one of the other, uh, like the Apostle Paul? I believe that there will come a day uh, in heaven where we can communicate with um, anyone that we want to. On the other side of eternity, what question? Have you ever thought about that? What question will you have, or questions? I don't wow, think you'll that have is just so one. huge. Paul and I are so different, and yet I so value Paul. Mm. Like I've said before, he had no trouble calling the soccer ball out. You know, um, I am so process oriented that. I don't pay attention to whether the ball's out or not. I just, you know, let's just keep moving it toward the goal. Um, so I guess I would, I'd want to spend time with Paul, how he got that. I'm not sure if it's clarity or what. To me, he is amazing. He's real. He's very real. He's raw, mm-hmm. raw, he, real. He does it the easy way. He, as we said in the previous uh, show. He chose to be a bondservant. Mm-hmm. The easiest way to have an abundant life is to choose to be a bondservant to a master that is truly, truly loving and truly has your best interest at heart, and that's God. Mm-hmm. And going, he picked the right person to be a bondservant for. And going back to your comments earlier on this show, mm-hmm. to know the master that you want to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we can't be like someone unless we know what they are like. And this gets back in the in the previous show about, you know, how do you know God's nature if you don't know his word? Often you may start to know him because someone puts skin on him. Yeah. I think that's Amen. what you guys do. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, with your with your ministry, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're meeting people in need, but you're meeting them as real human beings and treating them as real human beings, which they are. But so often in trying to help someone, we sort of put them in a one down position mm-hmm. 
to try to help them. God's style doesn't do that. Yeah. You guys don't do that. Yeah. And that's part of the reason that I'm here, <laughs> to support that ministry. We love it that you are here. <laughs> well, and I think that's so important, Jim, and I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, in our, our world where communication avenues, the infrastructure of communication is all around us, the Internet, television, radio, uh, print, I mean, what, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, it, it is that relationship of the expression of Jesus Christ in, a, in, a, in kindness that is often missing. You know, and, and people in today's culture, especially hurting people, and Elaine talks to them all day on the phone, they don't want to be preached at. Mm-hmm. They don't want another sermon, and I'm it wasn't not, and Jesus' me, style that, to do it. That. It wasn't his style, and what what they need is some kindness and and some people that actually care for them. You know, the distinction between kindness, loving kindness, and being nice, are night and day. Mm-hmm. And people, I can't tell you how often I've seen people who have believed that they have to be doormats because Jesus was so nice. They have to be nice no matter what somebody else is doing. That wasn't my big brother. Jesus wasn't nice. He was loving. He was real. He would protect you from bruising him. He got off away from the dock when on the boat when he needed to get away, when he needed to go to the to the to the desert. He got away. He protected his ministry from bruising him. Amen. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Right. Well, they criticized Jesus for doing things like healing on the Sabbath. On the Sabbath, yes. (laughs) Being around tax collectors and, uh, yeah. You know, and, and and I think one of the things that that we we get into the habit of doing in our, our Americanized version of of Christianity sometimes is we put on the nice exterior because that's what we're we're supposed to be, and, and we don't get real. I think Jim, one one of the, and you know, I grew up in in the L.A. area and was there for thirty three, thirty four years before moving to Sacramento and then here to Modesto. One of the great things that happens here in this Modesto area for those of us in vocational ministry is praying once a week with brothers who are in full-time ministry, who not in other words, excluding people. We just mm-hmm. understand each other, and we, and we can be raw with each other. Mm-hmm. We joke about things that people would probably sue us over, you know, if, <laughs> if they heard it in church. They, we, we go to a prayer summit, and, and we can be very honest with each other. It's like emergency it's room freedom. humor. You, you, you've That's got right. to have yes. a humor That's right. yes, to appreciate intimacy. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But, but it's that relationship. And, and so many pastors are out there, they don't have a relationship where they can be real with someone who understands. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 playing the role. They're they're playing, you know, there's nothing wrong with me, there's nothing wrong with my family, I don't have any warts and mm-hmm. you know, I I've I've got to perform. And and really, and I think you've you've said this before, Jim, that's a formula for disaster, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Looking nice well, if on you the think outside. of it as a barbecue. You get a really hot griddle, a grill. Put the steak on it. 
it sears in the juices. Hmm. It hmm. prevents the juices from coming out. Hmm. A mask prevents God's juices, if you will, from leaking out of our pores. I'm going to leak. Yeah. I want to leak. Amen. I choose to leak, even if it looks messy. <laughs> you know, we're uh, coming up. Obviously, we're in the Thanksgiving and Christmas seasons uh, here as, as we're airing this program. And I want to go back just a minute to Paul's comments in Galatians 6, 9 about not, not growing weary mm-hmm. in doing good. And Elaine and I both have seen uh, here at ABC volunteers just get burned out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and you can't protect all of them. You just no, you're the, the irony of, of those that get burned out is they forget that God's plan is for him through them yes. to do yes. what is good, right. not for them to do it on their own steam. Mm. If you get ahead of God, you will get burned out Yeah, and probably resentful <coughs> and probably there'll be some repercussion of a serious nature mm-hmm. in getting ahead of God. His, he is undemanding, mm-hmm. not performance-oriented, and totally in touch with what we need in and the moment. absolutely relentless in his absolute belief in our becoming in him and cannot want less than what's good for us, but doesn't demand that. But as a loving parent, he wants that, but he doesn't demand it because he knows that you can't get it through a demand. <coughs> All you get is performance when it's a demand. I think expectations mm-hmm. a lot of times, mm-hmm. especially at this time of the year, people wanting to do good things and, and uh, those expectations, whether they be upon ourselves or if we allow family members or in the workplace or whatever. We get so involved in community things and just wanting to do it all. We can't sometimes do all of the things that we want to do, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, we see it here, you know, every day. It's those expectations and we just have to kind of keep a few key things in mind. What would some of those things be, Jim, that would be good reminders for us? Just flashing. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a, uh, an article that uh, actually my mom helped me write uh, years ago, uh, called Another Blue Christmas. Mm. And it's about how the wounded qualities of a fallen world are so often manifested around the holidays. Mm. It's on the website, but I will email you, Elaine, Thank that you. particular site, or just I, I'll just send it over to you, okay. and you can, you can have it, because it's it's so important to realize that, that the holiday is a time to appreciate what is, mm-hmm. not what should be. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big difference. Mm. Big difference. The abundance of appreciating what is, the grateful humility of appreciating what is, gives you abundance. And that's what God wants us to have, is life and life abundantly. 
And that brings to mind one of your most wonderful word pictures that sticks with us all the Mm -hmm. time, and that is using a lantern, Mm -hmm. God's Mm -hmm. lantern, Mm -hmm. to see ourselves as well Mm -hmm. as others Mm -hmm. in the situations that that we're in. Let's talk a little bit about the the damage we can do with a flashlight. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, the moment you shine it, I guarantee you someone will be hurt. Either the person you're shining it at, or at yourself, or both. Because the knowledge of good and evil, which is what the flashlight symbolizes, does not have God in it. His name may be, but you will never, and I don't use that word often, never in the covenant of grace, which is the covenant we're under, will God use a flashlight on his children. Mm. Nor does he want his children to use a flashlight on each other. Because we will only harm ourselves with it, get ahead of him, and crush under the weight of expectations, like you were saying, Elaine. Right. Jim, for those who are hearing flashlight and lantern for the first time, could we just maybe describe that? The flashlight, like a halogen flashlight, shines in one direction. The quality of light is half empty. What's missing? What's wrong? It's judgmental. It's 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 it tends to be a, a kind of a condemning kind of judgmental overtone, and it leads to resentment and frustration. Whereas the lantern shines in all directions, the flashlight in one direction, lantern in all directions. It's as important to be nurturing yourself as it is to be nurturing someone else. A lot of the people out there may be better at nurturing others but not good at nurturing themselves and then wonder why over time they get burned out, they get dry, they get frustrated, they start getting smaller, more more picky uh, with that resentment because they're doing it on their own steam. They're not nurturing themselves. Man, I nurture myself. I tell my clients this all the time. If you knew the little things that I will nurture myself for, including feeling good about noticing and ain't got it, that I spot it. Cool. You know what? Because I don't care Mm. if I'm right or wrong. Mm. I do care about growing. And if I find something wrong, in quotes, a mistake, something I'm doing wrong, great. That gives me a chance to begin to change it. As you're talking about the flashlight and the lantern, uh, what kicked in my head very quickly was Psalm 139, 23, and 24. Mm -hmm. David says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I'm thinking of, you know, God shining his light inside of me, Mm -hmm. adopting that verse. If it's a flashlight or a laser beam, it illuminates only maybe one or two spots at a time and creates shadows, and right. so things are hidden. But when it's a lantern in the process of knowing my heart, testing me, knowing my anxious thoughts, the lantern softly illuminates everything the soft, in a gentle the way. Gentle, the soft civility, candlelight. The civility again. The, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and again, I don't believe David was thinking performance issues here. No. You know, I think he was saying, 
you know, I'm I'm at the end of my rope. Mm-hmm. Shine shine your light. Help me see me it the way you do. It was a great example of relationship in action. Hmm. You know, <clears throat> because he's saying, God, you have the ability to help me see my blind spots. Help me see them. Help me transform them in your nature so that I can be happy. <laughs> I can be healthy. I can be whole. Well, and of course, Jesus would not come for many hundreds of years later as David is writing this and, and, uh, but, and lead me in the way everlasting. Really, I think he's talking about that process of becoming more like Christ, becoming more godly. See, until we had the cross, which allowed God to pay the debt, until he could pay the debt, before under the law, we had to pay the debt yes. through our burnt offerings right. and, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and our uh, adhering to the law, which only crushes us. The cross is what made his plan possible and real. Mm. Completed. Completed. He completed the law. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fulfilled that. Wow. Amazing. Well, everyone has a, a story and this is your story. It's Matthew West on Lighthouse Live, and we'll be more. Be back with more because the doctor is in. We'll be back. Is this the
Can you tell we like Matthew West around here? The For story of your life here <laughs> gifted. on Lighthouse gifted. Live. It's a Musician. story worth telling, isn't it? Mm. By the way, during the break, mm. I looked it up. Anthroposophy. <laughs> it's been bugging me. <laughs> all right. All right. And uh, so anyway, we checked into this and went to uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica online. The Anthroposophical Society, say that ten times real quick. You'd be Rick, the one. They are. <laughs> would, would, <laughs> World Center Philosophy, based on the premise that the human intellect has the ability to contact spiritual worlds. It was formulated by Rudolf Steiner, an Austrian philosopher, scientist, and artist who postulated the existence of a spiritual world comprehensible to pure thought but fully accessible only to the faculties of knowledge latent in all humans. He regarded human beings as having originally participated in the spiritual processes of the world through a dreamlike consciousness. Because Steiner claimed that an enhanced consciousness can again perceive spiritual worlds, he attempted to develop a faculty for spiritual perception independent of the senses. Toward this end, he founded the Anthroposophical Society in 1912, and the society is now based in Dornach, Switzerland, and has branches around the world. Hmm. Easy for him to say, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Fancy term. Yeah, yeah, it it is, but, you You know. know, It's ironic. What's that? I agree with part of what he's saying. Hmm. But he's totally missing the mark. Yes. And that very position tends to be seen as anti-relational Christianity, Mm. Mm. which is the Christianity of Scripture, relationship Christianity. Yes. Not religion Christianity, relationship Christianity. When you put the two together, it's awesome. And and we do have that capability Mm -hmm. of being in relationship with, with the Creator. Yeah, with should, with God and yes. and uh, but we substitute these things. We we want to be able to do it without Him. And really deep yeah. inside, that's what we want, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We have that long. We talked about was it today's program or last week? Is it about the God shaped hole inside mm-hmm. of us? You know that mm-hmm. we try to uh, we try to fill with with other things. Dr. Jim Hinman, our guest mm-hmm. tonight, and and again, friends, just a, a wealth of of free information. On, on his website is www.careforyou.com, and that's care as in C-A-I-R, Changing Attitudes in Recovery, C-A-I-R-F-O-R-Y-O-U.com, careforyou.com. And uh, we invite you to visit that. And, and uh, just as you have a section there on uh, black ice, is that the? Right. <clears throat> Talk to us a little bit about that. In the that. upper left-hand corner, uh, there's a little picture of a car skidding, skidding out in the snow. It says, watch out for black ice on the road to recovery. Anyone who's had an experience with black ice, they know you can be going along and everything's fine. All of a sudden, you're totally not in control. Out of control. And that's, yes. and that's, those are written one, two page nuggets, like a deeper look at how faith impacts healthy change, mm-hmm. the role of forgiveness, uh, how judging and um, defending prevent change. Some key Nuggets that apply to anyone, no matter what the problem. It is all yeah. wonderful, wonderful. We just it's totally, deep. It's I deep. Like it's Paul and simple. James. But it is you know. simple. If simple minds can understand it, it's simple and deep. And 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 unfortunately, 
like with this, I can't even pronounce it, what you were saying. The, Starts with an A. <laughs> yeah, what Mike was saying. Anthroposophical <laughs> society. You know, it, it, they would think of it as having to be complex mm. in order to have value. God is deep and simple. Yeah. He's pure, loving relationship. And that's why we keep misunderstanding him. Mm. We keep misunderstanding him because of that. And, and I think sometimes... Uh, Maybe we fear that open relationship with him, and we substitute other other things so that we don't have to have that relationship mm-hmm. with him and and with each other mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. You know, one of one of the uh, wonderful um, ideas that that you've posted here on Lighthouse Live over over many 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 years is this thought, this this nugget of being curious mm-hmm. when, when faced with. Big problem, people, you know, and we we joke. We, we were talking a few moments ago about you know gallows humor, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. You know that in certain professions, you just have you have humor because it helps you get through the day. Right. You know, a cop and firemen and nurses and docs. They, you know, and I'm sure that and pastors and and yeah, we 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 have some humdingers. Uh, but yeah, but as as you're dealing with high maintenance people, as as we often call them here, um, we, we we tend to get we, we tend to allow them sometimes to to pour their anxiety and and, and we take some of their anxiety with us oh, and we get anxious point. with them and and yet one of the ways to deal with that is really being curious about what they're anxious about. Mm-hmm. Really? Let's talk about that as a healthy way to deal with a lot of unhealthy situations, being curious. <clears throat> Two of the most powerful tools that God's really impressed upon me, curiosity and confusion. If you're dealing with someone who's being abusive, whether it's a partner or coworker or neighbor or whatever, the most powerful thing you can do is with your lantern. Now, here's how the lantern's working. Is I'm, Mike is this neighbor of mine who, the neighbor from hell, who, you know, <laughs> is just, we're just having all this conflict. <clears throat> and that lantern that I bring into the conversation with Mike, remember that mutual respect, which is the very cornerstone of, of what I call a new program, 2,000-year-old new program, mm. <laughs> New Age, if Jesus is New Age, um, is the fact that um, I just went blank. Conversation you were having with your neighbor. The lantern that I bring to that conversation is not saying mutual respect means Mike is going to respect me and I'm going to respect Mike. That's how we tend to use mutual respect. Mm. To me, mutual respect is I am going to be respectful of me, and I'm going to be respectful of Mike. I don't know what Mike's going to do. That's up to Mike. Part of being respectful toward Mike is protecting him from bruising me. I don't mean physically necessarily, but emotionally. If I am protecting him from bruising me, then the best way to do that is with curiosity and confusion. To go to him and say, Mike... I, I don't understand the trouble we have. Can you help me understand what the issues are? Can you help me understand what we can do to get a different outcome? 
curiosity and confusion. Those are great questions. They're powerful. Very they increase powerful. your healthy power. Healthy power. You know, words mean things, and, and yours mean a lot, lot of deep things. I want to seize on something here for a minute because I, I think it's an interesting um, thing to, to look at. Your, your words were, you want to pro- I'm protecting him from bruising right. me. You did not say, I'm protecting me from getting bruised by right. him. You said, so what is the difference between protecting him from bruising me and protecting me from getting bruised? Everything. It's that different. <clears throat> if I'm protecting myself from this horrible guy named Mike, okay, this horrible, horrible, everyone knows him. <laughs> he's horrible. Everyone agrees. He's horrible. But if I'm protecting myself from Mike, I have to have fear in order to keep that protection going. Mm. Now, what does Scripture say? The spirit is not a spirit of fear, but of relationship. So if I'm going to be motivated by fear to protect myself from being hurt by Mike, I've taken away the A-team, God's plan, and substituted Downey High. (laughs) You know, playing against the Niners. Yeah. Okay? Not a good trade. Protecting Mike from bruising me is by being honest with that lantern and nurturing myself every step of the way so that when Mike is saying hurtful things to me, shining his flashlight at me, what I'm getting is not just that flashlight. I'm also getting me nurturing me and, and, and taking care of the wounds that come in from Mike's flashlight. Plus, would it be safe to say that you're not enabling him to continue his wounding right. you, right, Jim? Yeah, it doesn't help to let someone hurt you. Yeah. I, I don't really believe, in God's, in Jesus' example of, you know, if somebody takes your, demands your coat, give them your shirt too, he's, he, he's not saying be a doormat. He's saying these things of this world really aren't significant compared to what is God's significance. Mm. That's all. And Jim, let, let's, uh, let, let's roll that out in a very practical way. Let's say I, I am being very uh, abusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Jim, you just never get it right. You know, you never get it right. You're never going to get it right. Mm. I don't even know why. Well, Mike, at least I'm consistent. Know, I, don't, I, I don't know why you're here. <laughs> you know, you just. You, you are saying I'm consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, that's almost a compliment, Mike. <laughs> How do you start that conversation about being curious? <clears throat> the curiosity leads to the conversation. Not the other way around. Mm. <clears throat> I believe that things always make sense. I've I've approached my work for the last 38 years assuming they make sense. A person comes in and they're suicidally depressed. They come in and the marriage is a shambles. I always assume that it makes perfect sense. Our job then is to find the camera angle that lets that be most true. Mm. So if you're this neighbor from hell, I'm going to assume that your position makes perfect sense to you. It may not to me. 
I may not agree with it. It may not to Al or Elaine, but it does to you. So I'm going to start by appreciating that your position makes sense to you. And I'm going to approach you accordingly. Because I believe that's how God joins all of us, is where we're starting. And where we're starting in this conversation, Mike, is with you having a lot of hostility toward me that I'm not understanding. But I believe that it makes sense to you. So I'm going to be curious. Help me understand, Mm -hmm. if you would, what it is that I've done that has made you feel so strongly. I don't think you want to feel that way. Help me understand it. If it's something that I can change, I will. If not, then, you know, oh well. I love, <clears throat> I love your description, your word picture there of finding the camera angle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, <clears throat> Dan Rather, and I know I'm dating myself on it. No, I'm the same I did that in college because Mike, I had no relationships. I had you're younger than I am anyway. by years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dan Rather. We, you know, most everybody in this room remembers Dan Rather. Yes, anyway. we do. Yeah, okay. Dan Rather once wrote a book called The Camera Never Blinks. Mm. And as a young journalism student, you know, I, I was all over that book and I wanted to be, you know, a reporter and, and all of that. But one of the things uh, through through that study that became very apparent to me is we often think if a camera is sitting there, it is the most objective thing to view a scene because there's no human mm-hmm. uh, interpretation. But it's not because it only sees the, the scene from one angle. And from the surface. And from the surface. Mm-hmm. And it is that wraparound. It's that, you know, the new technology, the football games where the mm-hmm. camera is up there right. and those little, yes. you know, things flying mm-hmm. around <clears throat> where we get to see the different angle that <clears throat> finally makes sense. And I think one of the keys here to Jim is we have to be okay that that camera angle that makes sense to the other person may not necessarily fit our formula. And see, that's the biggest liability within the Christian community is the need to be right. It's also the biggest problem in the secular community as well. Mm-hmm. But the need to be right has done more harm in God's name or against God, either way, than anything I can imagine. And proving and then that you we're have right. to prove, And then you have yeah. to defend anything that would question being right. To me, <clears throat> maybe it's because I flunked out of elementary school and, and you know wasn't even supposed to go to college, but I, I didn't really have a strong need to be right. I was just happy if I could get along. You know? And look how God changed everything yeah. for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about Tom Chagnon mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. and his life, how, how it changed. Look what he did for you. I can't believe that we are on the verge here of 2011. This mm-hmm. year has come mm-hmm. to a, an end. Here we are in the middle of the holidays. We have, you know, just a wonderful mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, now Christmas, and we're looking at New Year's. And people talking about all of the changes. And Jim, I, I just have this, this question to ask for others and for all of us. Is it ever too late to change? It is never. That's one of the seldom used words. I know you do. Never mm-hmm. too late to change. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the, the as you're painting the picture of the holidays. Mm-hmm. 
for the listeners out there, here's what I would encourage as a as an adventure, as a gift to yourself and those that you're going to be around over the holiday. Allow yourself to hit the refresh button and go into the setting appreciating that the other folks around the table may still be stuck in old issues. Give them the grace to be stuck in old issues if they're stuck in old issues. You don't have to change them. You don't have to convince them. You can treat them with respect and valuing during this gathering. And and that involves being okay with not fixing people. Right. See, you fix sheep. <laughs> you don't fix people. <laughs> Another the ag background. Is- no. <laughs> <laughs> Fixing people is highly <laughs> overrated. It's highly overrated. It is. We're isn't not it? broken. No. We're wounded. We're misguided. But we're not broken. I, I think, Jim, that was one of the revelations to me as as a neophyte shepherd, mm-hmm. and and thrown immediately into helping people with their marriages. It didn't take me long to figure out I wasn't going to fix anybody's marriage. A, and and I said I hold up number one in my mm-hmm. finger. I say A. Mm-hmm. So I guess two is B. There you mm-hmm. go. I don't know. Uh, and 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 B. Uh, they're not there to be fixed, mm-hmm. I, and that's not my job. Well, they that, think that they are. Me. Well, they think they, they have the expectation. And they yes, expect right. that of yeah. you. Oh, yes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But remember, since things make perfect sense where they're starting, if you try to fix it without appreciating the homeostasis, the dynamic balance that makes it make sense to start in its pathological state, you're going to do more harm than good. Mm. You're going to come in, you're going to side with... When I was uh, teaching uh, Head Start and, and, and Migrant Preschool, um, there was a little... I think I talked about Jimmy years ago. Uh, Jimmy was a very big five-year-old, and his his mom was good friends in, in, the, in the apartment complex with... Uh, I think her name was Susie, the little girl. She was like three and little tiny. And Susie was just such an angel, and Jimmy was such a... A puppy, you know, a St. Bernard puppy. And, and oh, the volunteers and, 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 and the other parents were always upset with Jimmy because, you know, he was picking on Susie. Well, I'd watch. And Susie would come up and egg him and egg him until he'd react. And then she'd sit back and cry. Mm. He hadn't even touched her. But he was looking at her. And that was enough. And then Jimmy would get in trouble. There's a lot of marriages that seem so Mm. clearly one-sided, and yet there is a balance, sometimes at great cost, but there's a balance. If I'm teaching Sonia that it's okay to treat me in a bad way, I need to take responsibility for what I've been teaching and begin to change what I'm teaching. And to start with that apology, honey, I... I know I've been giving you the impression that it's okay to do this. It's not. No, no. I haven't been honest with you. I'm yeah. sorry about that. Yeah. It's not okay. Well, I think uh, our, our projects foreman, John, the Energizer yeah. Bunny Angle, has, you know, he he, he, he would be a modern-day prophet. Mm. You know, mm. he, he just, God has given him some incredible words. 
<clears throat> and we're going to write a book called Genreisms. Yes, and we are. One of, one, of, one of the genreisms is there's two sides to every pancake. Mm. <laughs> you know, yes. you look at relationships, and there's always something on each side that is that is feeding the the chemical reaction that uh, that takes place. You know, and uh, I I gave up trying to fix people a long time ago because I, I finally figured out oh, that's not what God wants me to do. That's not my job. Right. Not my job. Even though they have the X, ex- and mm-hmm. and I'm very honest with people today. You know. Uh, Occasionally, we'll get a premarital couple coming in, and I say, you know, I'm not here to guarantee you're going to have a great marriage. You know, all I'm here to is, is maybe give you some wisdom, and, and you guys are going to do the work. I'm not responsible but for your marriage. It's God's style too. Sure, it is. Yeah. Amen. Are we out of time again? We are. Good. I don't. It's unreal where the time goes, but you know. Jim, we can't thank you enough. We are so I'm going to send you blessed. that uh, another Blue Christmas. Please do. Let's give the website out again to our dear friends, please. www.cairforyou.com. And it stands for? Changing Attitudes and Recovery. All right. Thank you so much. We wish you and Sonia all the very best in the new coming year. God bless you. We love you. Thank you, dear friends, and uh, God bless you in this new year. And Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year to you. God bless you.